the school is out. Which means it's time for Hi Kids. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hi Kids show. I'm Bran Wayne and I'm 11 years old. Thank you for tuning to the Hi Kids show. This is Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. So, coming up on Hi Kids today, I'm going to be speaking to Kaylin Curry. He is a gemologist. What is a gemologist? Just stay tuned to 101.9 Hi FM and we'll find out more. Here are the details if you have any questions for my guest or if you just want to say hi to your friends and family. The SMS number is 34519 and it's charged at 1 Rand 50. You can send me a WhatsApp on 061-895-1019 and please don't forget to sign your name. You can also call us on 010-140-3020. That's 010-140-3020. So get ready for a very interesting show on Chai Kids today. You're listening to Chai Kids on 101.9 Chai FM. This is Chai Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Brian Owena and I'm 11 years old. Good afternoon, Kaylin. Hi, how are you doing? Great. So, sometimes so excited, we have to jump straight into the questions. So, what is a gemologist? A gemologist is someone who identifies and grades colored gemstones and diamonds. Whoa. Sounds cool. (laughs) But hard at the same time. What age can you start studying gemology? Um, Generally from about 18, I'd say, as you come out of school. Um, So, we offer courses at uh, the labor work at EGL. And you can take them from that age. Whoa. That's, uh, I've still got quite a long way to go, but maybe. What do you need to study in order to become a gemologist? Well, you don't specifically need anything, but uh, it helps to have a background in uh, geography and in physical science just to help you understand the principles that are involved. Wow. Where, where do you work? Uh, I work for a laboratory called the European Gemological Laboratories of South Africa. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Um, how did you start getting involved and interested with gems and those things? Well, I've wanted to become a gemologist since I was 11 years old. What? That's my age. <laughs> and um, I just started going to uh, work with my uncle who uh, sells gemstones and uh, just found a passion for for working with gemstones and um yeah that's, that's just really how I found nice. my passion that's a really nice thing to do spend quality time lovely i like that what advice would you give to people or children that their dreams are to study gemology um just to keep your head down and and focus and work hard and never become too arrogant just uh, always stay humble and uh, work for what you want Oh my gosh! I was learning that about the in the other in the other day in class, humility and arrogance. Oh my gosh! Whoa! Do you have other hobbies or work, or is this a full time job? Uh, this is a full time job, but uh, I'm a big fan of football. I support Manchester City. <laughs> oh, I don't. <laughs> I support Liverpool. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. We don't have to find them. What part of your job do you enjoy most? Um, I love it when interesting and complex stones come in that challenges me to identify them and 
and uh, I just get to see very cool, rare gemstones that you know you don't really tend to see often. Yeah, that's that's probably what I would love most if that if the job was in my hand. But and what's the most challenging part about your job? Uh, the most challenging part is probably to make sure that you do everything that's required. So not to become lazy and complacent and do the job properly. Like even if you know something's something, rather just do the correct testing to make sure. What does required mean? Um, like needed. Oh, okay. And what is your most favorite gem to study? It's a difficult one. Um, I'm a big fan of colored diamonds. Uh, I think my favorite colored diamond would be um, a chameleon diamond, which changes color basically. Oh from, my word! Yeah, you know, one color to another under different. That's so pretty. Yeah. Oh my gosh! What is it like? What's the shape of that diamond? Uh, it depends. So they they cut it from the rough into any shape basically, but uh, changes color under different lighting and uh, temperature. Oh my gosh! Because one time I saw, I think it was I don't know what uh, one of those type of gem, whatever it is, and when you put it in the sun, it went like, you know those fake rainbows? Yes. It kind of made that thing. Yeah. It was really cool. And what is the difference between gems, crystals, pearls, and diamonds? So, gemstones are minerals that have... Uh, what does mineral mean? Uh, so, so basically like a crystal that comes out the ground. Um, and gemstones are basically anything that has uh, that's beautiful, uh, durable, which means they don't get broken easily, and or rare. Um, so anything that that has those three, one of those three qualities, qualifies as a gemstone. Uh, a pearl counts as a gemstone, but it's not a crystal that comes from a, an oyster, not out the ground. Yeah, a diamond comes out the ground, and most gemstones come out the ground. So like. Um like crystals would also yes and when you say drop it do you mean so like if i drop it it won't break um so depending on the gemstones so gemstones have different um hardnesses and toughnesses if you want to call it that so some gems are uh, will break more easily if they're dropped or will be scratched more easily than others okay because like what would happen if one of those things break? Then you're in big trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. um, and why do people make artificial gems, crystals, and one of those things? And how do you know the difference between them? So people generally make artificial gemstones or laboratory-grown gemstones to um, just provide a market for people who can't afford the expensive natural gemstones. So that's generally that's uh, originally what it was. It came out as, so people who couldn't afford a diamond would buy a, a cubic zirconia or a laboratory grown diamond. Well, those are complicated things. <laughs> um, that are a lot cheaper, so if the, but still has sort of the same look. So they're not like cheating or like trying to get money out of people. Well, unfortunately, there are a lot of people in the industry that do tend to try and sell things as if they're not, either because they don't know what it is. Or because they're trying to cheat people out of money. So it's always important just to be careful of what you buy. Yeah, there's always those type of people in the world. Mm. So let's take a very quick sound break and we'll be right back. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. This is Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Rana Wena and I'm 11 years old. 
I have Caitlin Curry in studio with me. If you have any questions for him, you can send an SMS to 34519 or WhatsApp to 061-895-1019 or call on 010-140-3020. So let's carry on with the questions, Kaylin. Sure. Okay, so what is the difference between a semi-precious and a precious stone? So a while ago, people made the the difference between precious being rubies, sapphires, emeralds, and diamonds, and semi-precious, basically everything else. But they've done away with that terminology now because you can have a poor quality ruby, uh, which can be less expensive than a a good quality amethyst, for example. So it doesn't really make sense to call the one precious and the other semi-precious. Oh, okay. And um, what is tanzanite and where do you find it? Uh, tanzanite is a beautiful blue-violet gemstone that's only found in Tanzania near the Merilani Hills. Um, uh, there's only one mine in the world and it's uh, it's part of the Zoyzart family. Uh, and that's generally heat treated to get uh, that color. So they'll take uh sort of greenish, brownish, uh, let's call it tanzanite, and they put it in the oven and heat it up really high, and that brings out the beautiful blue violet color. So is that like greenish type of thing, like basically a overcoat thing? So like um, it's like a cover, and then for let's say like I don't know, a, a bag. But there's a really a much better looking bag inside, and then you take it out, and it's better. Bag. Yeah, you can think of it like that. Okay. And what equipment do you need for gemology? Um, there's quite a lot. Um, so in my laboratory, I use a range of um, machines that use light and look at the absorption of light to detect um, uh, treatments or uh, to help identify gemstones. Uh, we test a lot of physical properties like how dense a stone is or um, how resistant to scratching it is and those sorts of things. But a lot of things come down to using a microscope uh, right. to look, to zoom into the stone and look at what's inside it. So um, can you describe what you see in a diamond or gems that makes it one more special than one of them more special than another? Um, okay, the one example I can think of is uh, what's called the demantoid garnet, and uh, it's got what's called horsetail inclusions inside of it. And it's basically long fibers that um, look like a horse's tail inside of the <laughs> gemstone. And sometimes it's cut to put to show off that inclusion and make it more valuable. So when you say cut, like do they cut it in half? Um, so they'll take like a rough crystal, and then they basically grind it down into a shape. And polish it. So oh, there's yeah. lots of different shapes, like a round or an oval shape or a pear shape, that are all different uh, shapes that they they cut and put like what's called facets on. Sounds really pretty, though. Mm. Um, what is the process for from finding a diamond in the ground to making it making it into a pu- beautiful piece of jewelry? Okay, so they'd start off by mining the rough diamond, uh, and then they'd uh, saw it in half. And generally get two stones out of one piece of rough. Then they try get it uh, around, um, and then they start adding facets, like I explained before, on the top and the bottom. And they have to cut it at certain angles to make sure the light reflects through the stone, so it looks nice. Oh, 
And still make it the shape that. Yeah, still makes it the shape. And then from then, once you've cut the gem, um, it's just about what piece of jewelry you want to put it in. So a jeweler will take it and set it in gold or silver in a ring or however you want. So do you have like separate jewelers that you maybe work with or do you just, the jeweler buys it and then? So we just a laboratory. So people will bring their gemstones to us to grade and identify. Then we issue certificates saying this is uh, a natural diamond of this color, this clarity. And then people will take that and take it to a jeweler to get set in jewelry. Do you also sell diamonds? No, we don't sell. Okay. And does the person or a person who buys the diamond or gem get a certificate to show a grade? Um, they should, but not not uh, every piece of jewelry will come with a certificate. Um, it's better for the person buying it if they do, because then they know it's been checked by an independent laboratory um, that everything's um, good. You know, it's, it's not laboratory grown or treated in any way, and that they're basically paying what they should for the stone. So do you give out certificates? Yes. Okay. Uh, what is the most expensive gem? It's a difficult one, um, depending on the quality, but at the moment I'd have to say a, a red diamond, the, the rarest gem in the world, and they're only found in Australia. How much are they? It's difficult to say, but um, let's say around like a million dollars a carrot. Yeah. What? Are, what's a carrot? Uh, so a carrot is, um, if you take... Like uh, it's a it's a unit of measurement, so that's how they measure gemstones. Uh, so, do you know about grams? Like if yes. you're sure. So one carat is so that you get five carats in one gram. Oh, okay. So that's just how they measure gemstones and diamonds in carats. Wow. Mm. <laughs> it sounds so weird when you said carat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's the rarest gem? Um, I would say like the red diamond, but there's a lot of other rare, rare gems like a taffite and a grandidiorite and a peanut. Is it tanzanite, right? Um, in the sense that there's only one mine in the world, yes, but there is still quite a lot of it out there in the market, so not particularly. Why is each month represent, represented by a specific stone? <coughs> um, it was just the ancient law that... Um, I think the Romans and and so forth invented that uh, each month gets uh, its own gemstone, your birthstone. But it doesn't necessarily mean true, right? Um, it depends how what how you believe. <laughs> so. uh, t- how do you find the gems? How do we find them? Um, so, um, us specifically just get brought in by other, by our clients, but for people who are looking for gemstones, that have to go to. Um, mines to look for it. So most mines are in the ground uh, where they dig holes in the ground tunnels and they go and mine there. But you also find gemstones in rivers and in in the ocean. Wow, I would have never thought that. Mm-hmm. Ever. Except for pearls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is it true that gems can be used for healing? If it is, how was this discovered? Um, I'm not sure if it's true. So it just depends on how what you believe. Um, it says no. I don't think there's any, like, scientific. Um, I believe in medicine. No, no, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but whatever, whatever, whatever you want, whatever you believe. Well, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> Do different gems have different energies? Um, probably, yeah. They give off different, like, um, energies that we can identify with our equipment. But if you're talking, like, emotions and stuff, um, I'm not sure. If my mother 
once if I want to buy my mother something, how can somebody contact you? Um so we don't buy and sell, so you'd have to just contact your nearest jeweler that you uh, prefer, yeah. But if somebody wants to like get something from you, how can they contact you? Um they can phone our offices on O one one three three four four five two seven. Okay. Um, so thank you so much for coming on Chaki today and teaching us more about gemology. It sounds really exciting and very interesting. This has been Chaki's for Kids for Kids. My name is Ranoena and I'm 11 years old. Thank you to my guest, Kaylin, for coming on Chaki today. And thank you to my producer, Mandy, and DJ Flo for pushing the big red buttons. Join us on Monday for another Chaki show. Only on 101.9 Chai FM. Shabbat shalom and goodbye kids!